And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I do have a taste. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate. Stop hating. Welcome back to Point of Contention. Five topics, five minutes, five points of contention coming up on the show. Hawks dysfunction, contending calves, a crowded Western Conference, scoring is up, and who you got? Wolves or Heat? Stop being terrible. Today, December 8th, National Brownie Day. Jay, should you eat a brownie with or without ice cream? With ice cream. There's no questions about it. Brownie and vanilla ice cream. That's the only way to eat a brownie. Marcus, are you into this? This idea of of harmony? Yeah, absolutely. 1,000%. There we go. Now now we can build towards the future, people. (laughs) Thanks. Let's get to our two contenders. Are there maniacs out there who don't like brownies and ice cream? I don't mind just grabbing a, a handful of brownie and, and being on the go. But yeah, I prefer I prefer a warm brownie with ice cream, vanilla ice cream for sure. But nobody's against it. Yeah, no one's against it. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, because yeah. those people need to be, they don't need no. to live in America. Yeah. Well, okay. Now we're not so worried. Uh, let's get to our two <laughs> contestants in this corner. The most braggadocious bean town bench warmer on a college team that went two and 22. He writes Celtics. He reps Kings and he still believes in Aaron Kraft, Eric Devendorf. I don't know. Probably a Wojciechowski somewhere. He believes in anyone who Wojo made their way the to the basketball tournament. Ride with him on Peloton at the kid, the God. It's Jay Sacramento King. Jay. Where should Aaron Judge have signed? It doesn't matter because he doesn't get postseason hits anyway. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. In this corner, the most (laughs) versatile media member the Bay has ever seen. Three books with ridiculously long titles you can find in any bookstore anywhere. He's the friend from Frisco, the bro from Berkeley. He puts the sauce in Sausalito, the media in Alameda, the AO in Vallejo, the Petty in Petaluma. But most importantly, he's the OG from Oakland. It's Marcus S. Thompson. Marcus, will Jimmy G return to the 49ers for a playoff run? Oh, just for you, baby. Oh, Absolutely. So All that handsomeness will be in that face mask come On NFL notice. playoffs. No, that, that's and Brock Purdy's job now. Thank you. Unless Jimmy G wins back-to-back Super Bowl champion championships with the Super, the 49ers, I don't ever want to see him on the 49ers. Listen, not only is I'm that going to happen, not only is he going to win back-to-back titles, you're going to be miserable when he comes back, win a Super Bowl this year, and then he resides, and he's now the face of the franchise for another year. And he gets this within is- one throw of winning a, be- a second championship in a row. And he throws it right to, I don't know, let's call it the Ravens this time. Who cares? It doesn't matter. I'm done with sexy <laughs> or, Kirk or maybe Cousins. He'll, maybe he'll out-throw the open wide receiver like he did in Super Bowl. <laughs> I kind of believe in Brock Purdy, though. I'm, I'm like a maniac, but I kind of do. I I just believe in him because he's not Jimmy G. That's why I believe yo, him. He's a gangster, man. Like, that dude was out there slick. It was like, he was like, yo, this Brock, is my yeah. one shot. Yeah. Also, I've been wanting to be weapons, Brett Favre. Look at the weapons. Okay. Right? 
That's an extra point of contention you can find somewhere on the NFL Network if we have that. I don't know. All right. Schleck, start the clock. Trouble in ATL? On Friday night, Trey Young not only didn't play for the Hawks, was at the game. That led to a little investigating, thanks to the Athletics' Sam Amick and Sean Strania. Quote, While Young was receiving treatment on his right shoulder, sources say McMillan asked him whether he would participate in shoot-around, receive treatment during the walkthrough, and play in the game against the Nuggets. But Young made it clear he wanted to focus solely on his treatment while missing shoot-around and deciding later in the day whether or not he would play. That approach, however, was not McMillan approved since the face of the Hawks franchise was deciding not to take part in shoot-around. McMillan ultimately presented him with two options for that night's game. Sources said it was play off the bench or do not show up to the arena. Young responded by saying he would not be playing against the Nuggets, and the team <laughs> ruled him out while citing right shoulder soreness. At shoot-around on Monday before the game against Oklahoma City, which they lost, Trey addressed the media. Schleck, play the tape. It's a lot of y'all today. Y'all yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> We're worried about you. How are you? I'm great, man. Bless. But what's public was that you not at the game. So why weren't you there? Man, it's how you uh it's how you at me, bro. Uh, I was curious. I mean you're leader of this team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard for people who don't know the full situation to, to understand it. So I mean it's like I said, it's a private matter again. It made public, which is unfortunate. Um, and if it was stayed private, it probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But uh, like I said, it's unfortunate. My, my job and my goal is to, to win a championship, and that's all I focus on. But you can see the perception, though, Trey. You are a leader of this team, and when you're not there, to yeah. But when you when you're, when you're an outside guy like you are, you don't understand in a private matter, in a private situation. Uh, you should probably stay on the outside. Like I said, it's unfortunate that everybody has to understand and, and know a little bit of the details that went on inside. But um, I mean, inside here, we're all good and. Uh, you got any more questions about that, then you can you can talk to somebody else about it. That's all I got to say about it. That is local TV in Atlanta getting involved in the Trey Young situation with the Hawks. Marcus, on a scale from small deal to big deal, how would you rate this? Is there a schmedium deal? <laughs> no schmedium. No schmedium. No schmedium no, no deal? No. Uh, it's a small deal because this is kind of normal with the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. and like i don't think a championship is hanging in the balance so if if it's not a championship hanging in the balance i think it's not that big of a deal uh but it is a deal uh this is another coach that trey young is having issues with uh nate mcmillan is also you know a hard dude right like so mm -hmm. this it's a it's a bigger deal because I don't think this is gonna end this. Like this ain't the all right, this is over, let's move on. Now we'll be all kumbaya. This feels like something brewing, something building, and eventually a decision will have to be made, or maybe it's not made, and they're like, Hey Trey, we've already been down this road before. <laughs> like, you know what that road looks like, Neo. You've been down there before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jay, what do we do with this whole situation? Trey Young says it's private matter is a private matter. It is, it is rare for things to remain private within an organization when there's an, when there's an issue. Um, like Marcus said, you know, second coach, second deal with the coach doesn't mean Nate McMillan's going to get fired by any means, but, uh, it's, it, it is a little troubling to see what I think is a super talented team that maybe needs some more changes, but super talented team underperforming weird stuff going on 
on the inside, and we have questions about him once again. And this is the third straight year because two seasons ago, when they ended up getting their stuff together after hiring Nate McMillan, was all the Lloyd Pierce stuff. Yep. Where Trey Young and Lloyd Pierce just didn't get along. And Pierce, who was, I thought, a pretty good coach, eventually got ousted. Uh, Nate McMillan kind of right of the ship. They were fine for a little while. Last season, just that team didn't have it from day one. They just came back from reaching the conference finals and just was never together on the same page. And so this is into, you know, the the second season with McMillan in charge that things have not been going in the right direction. Um, and with Trey Young's history, I guess, of of not really getting along with coaches, and maybe that's unfair to put on such a young player considering it only happened one time before. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm i not really confident that, that this Hawks team is on good standing at all. And it seems like this young McMillan thing is is only getting started as far as the impact it's going to have on the organization. Yeah, with, what's interesting so far this season, and granted, like, we're a quarter of the way through the year, and I don't know, guys in and out of the lineup, you know, John Collins missed time, Trey Young's missed time, you know, they they've – They've been injured, and they usually have to have guys in and out of the lineup. But they're a average offensive team, and they're a top ten defensive team. I don't know if I'm buying the defense, even though they have Clint Capella and they have Dejounte Murray. Um, you know, DeAndre Hunter when he when he's healthy and available, they do have good defenders. I just don't know if I'm buying this team as a top ten defense or even a good defense for the rest of the season and the offense I think will get a lot better, but I don't know if they can strike that balance Marcus. Well, well, here's why I buy it. It, They have dudes who play hard and that matters in a regular season. I don't buy it in the postseason because you know what they're going to do, right? They're just going to pick a a particular guy. If there is a troubling part about this is, I mean, this team just, that was what, two years ago they were in the Eastern conference finals. But it's that like, was. I mean, but it, but it, we it, it felt I like think it screwed him up. It did. It no, no. Up. I was just about yeah. to say that it felt like the start of something. Like it felt like okay, this team with this player is about to take off. They've tasted what mm-hmm. success feels like, and it's been all downhill from there. Like it does feel like that they got a little bit too big for their britches, right? Like they got hot at the right time, and maybe took that as. More than what it was, you know, hot at the right time, a couple breaks, the Ben Simmons meltdown, like all that, like it was a perfect storm of opportunity. And they just haven't played like that team. Like they, they just yeah. haven't answered that bell. And it's looking like that was a fluke. And that's probably the part that's the bigger deal. Like we thought we were getting this young hot team that was gonna yeah. be out there. Like Trey, Trey was so entertaining to watch, right? He was incredible to watch. And we're not gonna get that probably. That's what it feels like, even though they're like top five in the West in the East, it probably still might end up, you know, high. It just doesn't feel like that team where do, we do thought you want, we were gonna do get. Why I don't buy this at all? Because I don't believe in their offense even. They don't even take 33 pointers per game. Like this is 2022, and they don't ball, take baby. 33 points yeah. a game. Yeah, that's that's Nate, Nate, man. <laughs> we know what it is. That's Nate, man. And, and, and they maybe think he, they Nate's think Hersey Hawkins is out there. Like, yeah. and, <laughs> and maybe that maybe that's part of the frustration is that they're they're running offense like it's 1997, and and they've got you know Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason and shit out there, but I, I just don't. 
think you can have a great, and this team needs a great offense to be really good because their defense is not going to be great. And you just can't have a great offense when you're shooting fewer than 33 point attempts per game. They have to change that so drastically. Like it's so bad right now. They never get to the free throw line. They never create three pointers, and they have Trey Young on their team. Like, there's no excuse for that. I mean, it hel- it doesn't help that he's shooting like thirty percent from three, though. Like, but part of that is because you know defenses are saying we're not gonna we're gonna take away the one dude who we believe can make threes on our team. He also he also got hurt. He got hurt by those rule changes. Oh no! He, question. You can't back no into question. dudes. No you can't question. jump into dudes. He no got. He's, exactly. he's still got to adjust a little bit to that. Well, if you want to see a contending team, maybe just maybe you need to go to the land. That's right. Take two. Cavs back on top. Tuesday night, the Cavs defeated the mighty Los Angeles Lakers in Cleveland. Game itself wasn't much of a story, but the reception LeBron James garnered well, kind of struck a note with Donovan Mitchell. Here's a quote from our very own Kelsey Russo. Quote from Mitchell. It really hit for me, like a full circle moment. I kind of sat there and just kind of watched the reception he got, and that's incredible. It's well-deserved. He's one of the greatest players of all time, brought a championship, the only championship to this franchise, and you always got to have respect and admiration for that. And hopefully, we can do something similar. Cavs have a top three record in the East, top four net rating in the NBA, and most importantly, top five team in Zach Harper's power rankings, which you find every Monday on The Athletic. Jay. Does this Cavs team have a championship ceiling in the next few years or maybe even this year? In the next few years, yes, Uh, but not this year. It's going to take Evan Mobley becoming the best player on their team. And once he's the best player on their team, then they can do anything. And they'll be so dynamic and so good and so dangerous. But until he gets there, I just think they have too many flaws. He's pretty good. He he's very good. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he he's already, very good on both ends. Yeah, he's, but, he's pretty damn good. But there's still like a super duper star level for him to reach, and they just don't have the wing play right now. And to be like like at that level, to be with the Celtics, with the Bucks, with whoever you want to put in the Western Conference, and they they need a wing or two who can not just defend and hold up defensively, but also get you a bucket. Uh, and they just don't have that. It so much is on those two guards to create and and to score and do everything that in a playoff series like that's just tough. And they're both small, so it's not like they're six eight trying to do all that stuff. Like the teams are going to be able to scheme against that when it matters. Marcus, it feels like we're getting the good Donovan Mitchell though. Like the one we got really excited about three or four years ago, we're getting the good Donovan Mitchell. Not he the, plays so much more man, defense man. now too. He hey, actually tries. From, he yeah. actually tries now. He's away from a certain player. Who? Uh, yeah, more on that player <laughs> later on. Uh, I still think they need like they need something valuable. Uh, this team they need they need to get into the playoffs, right? They need to feel that. And I agree. Like Mobley is clearly on his way. And I think this this will be a vital year because they're gonna make the playoffs. They they're they're good. They are. I I would pick them to win a series, right? And like that is valuable experience. That in his what second year is gonna be mm-hmm. huge. Like they're a budding problem. Uh, I don't think that again. I, I agree with Jay. I don't think they have enough because eventually to win a title, you got to take down Giannis. 
you know, Tatum, <laughs> probably, you know, KD and Bede, and they just don't have that level of player. But they have a really good team. And JB Bickerstaff is like, the fact that he has Donovan Mitchell looking this good, mm-hmm. and somehow their defense is so elite with Darius Garland, like, <laughs> like not and being Donovan. able to guard anybody. And Donovan, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it's, imp- it's impressive how they're playing. Uh, the only question is like, yo, can they get the experience they need to feel that heat? And then can they can they sustain this? We saw them last year kind of fade towards the end, end up in the play in. They, they got injured they, though. They were yeah, so injured last it's year. It's still possible this year too, right? Like, still, yeah, I guess so. So yeah. I, I want to see them finish the season. I want to see them make a playoffs and do the. You know, they should be on the path Minnesota was on. When they get to the playoffs, I want to see them standing on a table after getting into the playoffs and celebrate like Pat Bev. Like, there's steps to this. They got to mm-hmm. take that first one first. They, they haven't it, taken it. Is Donovan shooting real? Like, he's been at an absolutely absurd level. I think so because of the shots. So yeah, he's taking really shots. good shots. The shots are great. He, he, and, and the reason is, like, the paint's are not clogged. So like he can drive if he doesn't have the open shot. Like I don't I don't You're know. You're saying the Rudy is Rudy is in there. I don't know. I mean, if, uh, let's be honest. That was code. That was I don't code. know if he's forty two percent good. But if you look at like that three year peak before everything just fell apart in Utah, he was hitting thirty seven percent of his threes. It's not like he's a bad three point shooter, right? Like he's. I think he's he's closer to this than he is the thirty five percent he was last season. Like I I think that. All right, take 5% off. He's 37, 38%. Okay. Like, that's still, for the volume that he's putting up and, and the scoring threat that he is, I think that's really good. And that's such a big deal because you can't keep him out of the paint. Mm-mm. And if he's hitting those pull-ups and spacing you out in that way, like, he's been so incredible so far this season. And probably not enough attention has been paid to how good Donovan Mitchell has been in Cleveland. And Start they needed talking it, about right? Mitchell. They needed it. They needed a dude yeah. who's been there to be like, yo, I got you. And it's lifting like everybody else, right? Like, I know which, the Knicks are mad. I know the Knicks are mad. Yeah. I mean, Knicks fans got to be mad. You have like, to they're, be mad. They're reading Frank Katz's story about maybe trading Evan Fournier and Emmanuel Quickly and stuff. Quentin Grimes starting and shooting guard now. just thinking you know? they could have had Donovan Mitchell. But Here's hey, the question. If they got Donovan Mitchell, would he be we this? see this Donovan Mitchell? Nah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that that's a, I think that's a trickier ass. Consolation than, uh, prize for the Knicks fans. If yeah, he came yeah. to you, he would not be this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, people. Baseball may be over on the field. That hot stove is getting real hot. Be sure to check out all the latest rumblings and grumblings from the winter meetings on the Athletic Baseball Show podcast which features some of the best writers and thinkers in the game this can't be right this roster cannot be right ken rosenthal jason stark doug glanville brick garoli Eno Saris, keith law andy mccullough Derek van riper tim mcmaster oh my god that's too many that's too many great people that's all right there on the athletic podcast network hey back after this looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And we're back. Take three. The Clumped Up West. As of Wednesday morning, the top 10 teams in the Western Conference are separated by just three and a half games. All it takes is a quick little three-game win streak like the Mavs are on. Take you from a team in trouble to a team on the rise. And the feel-good Jazz, well, they've lost six of the last 10 and now sit only a game and a half behind the Wolves for the 11th spot. The Suns are three games ahead of Dallas for the one seed. Dallas is currently in the play-in tournament. The Warriors are a game behind the Clippers for a top six spot in the West which would avoid the playing tournament. They're also a game ahead of Minnesota for avoiding the playing tournament in a very different way by missing out on the postseason altogether. Jays Kings have been a feel good story so far, and they have just three more wins than the Lakers, which we've been making fun of full really nonstop. So Marcus, what do you make of the parody in the West and who do you think will be left out of the play-in when it's all said and done? I believe the issue is the Warriors are not at the top, and you need a target mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. Nobody feels like – I mean, the defending champions are currently 10th. <laughs> so are, you say, are you saying the Phoenix Suns are not the target everybody's looking for? I don't think they're afraid of the Suns. I don't <laughs> think anybody's afraid after what they saw last year. Everybody feels like it's fair game. They're li- We're live here. Mm-hmm. Where in the East, you look at you're like, yo – we're not beating Boston, Mm-mm. right? So we might as well just mail it in. <laughs> we like to me, everybody in the West feels a lot. Even the Lakers, like you said, the Lakers yeah. are still in this thing. So I feel I like mean, the, the, the Kings are two games out of the, the top spot they, in the West, and they're two and a half games out of the I 11th keep tell, spot. I keep <laughs> telling, right, right. <laughs> I keep telling us later the Kings will be the three seed, and it started off as a joke, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> they're really just four, right? Like, yeah. I, 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 there's no like the bar setter, like isn't there? So everybody, yeah. like nobody, feels the need to like. All right, we 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 can't lose these games. The Warriors just lost to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. They're going to the Jazz, and then they play Boston and Milwaukee. So this Jazz game is really important. Guess yeah. what they're doing? They're resting everybody. Oh no. <laughs> they, they might lose the four straight. Resting people as the ten seed. Disrespect. They, they might lose four. They might lose four in a row. It's on the table, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna go get that win. We really need." You know why? Because there's nobody in the West who's scary enough to make you say, "Let's go all in." That's just mm-hmm. my outside theory. It's all because I need to write another book with a long title. <laughs> Jay, uh, someone... I look forward to the the. <laughs> book on the western conference parody we call book uh jay i think uh i I, someone mentioned after the power rankings were posted this past week of how can dallas be 10th in the power rankings when they're 10th in the west and then they go out there and beat phoenix and they beat denver and now all of a sudden they're seventh in the west and i just don't know what you make of the western conference standings from day to day yeah it's hard to to make something when the warriors are 10th and Dallas is seventh. Like those are clearly two of the better teams, more dangerous teams, at least in the conference. Yeah. Um, I my theory is that the Warriors are going to end up just trampling the entire Western Conference again, just because there is no other team. 
There is no other team that has stepped up. The Grizzlies, like New Orleans, they haven't taken another step. New Orleans, uh, New Orleans keep could an be eye, there. Keep an hey, eye on New Orleans. You'd okay? have a, you'd have a you'd have a lot of money waiting for you in the Bay Area, sir. They, New they, Orleans, this is this is the type of talk they need out here. New Orleans <laughs> could could get there, especially they still have all them picks to trade. They still have all mm-hmm. them picks to move if they want. But to me, it's like the Warriors. Their problems have mostly been that their bench has just been horrific. Yeah. And they're going to figure that stuff out, whether it takes trading for a player or two that can play or just rearranging some of the faces on, in their second unit. They're going to figure all that stuff out. And and by the end of it, like the Warriors are just going to be the class of the Western Conference again. And so whatever the st- standings are today, I, I really think it doesn't matter. Like the Kings are fourth. Salute to them. I just want you guys to notice that they're fourth yeah. and have been very good so far this season. Get it in there, yeah. And don't stop scoring. Let me ask you a question. Light Hold that on. victory beam quite a bit. Let me ask you a question about the Kings. I have been harassed on Twitter and MDMs that I am disrespecting my hometown of Sacramento <laughs> by not just outright saying the Kings are great. That can't be. That can't be real life. How is that disrespectful to the whole city? It's disrespectful to the city that not a single beliefs. player on that team was born in Sacramento. Because when else can you put off a of Sacramento? Or are you waiting for the Cal Expo? It's the capital, baby. Every day. Are Legislation. You <laughs> you're not you're not out, <laughs> you're not out here like about it's bigger than basketball, folks. Arden Fair Mall, the greatness Yo, that hey, is. Hey, look, hey, hold on. I've worked at the Arden Fair Mall for years. <laughs> years. Gap. Raider image. Oakley, I know about that. I was out there getting chili cheese fries from Johnny Rockets, okay? You I'm just know saying, about that. You got a chance to Googled, put off a Sacramento, and you're not taking it. That's just a violation of the I just the best code. players ever from Sacramento to see who you could actually put on for. Yeah. It's and Kevin it's Johnson. Bleak. It's Matt Barnes. And Kevin Johnson, I don't think you want to put on for that. Dude yes. Ryan Anderson. Maybe, Ryan maybe. Anderson. Yes. Ryan Anderson. Well, Ryan Anderson's fulsome. Like, he was like, Way out in the suburbs, of, like you know. I mean, he's from Sacramento, but he I wasn't rabbit. <laughs> I I've been rabbit. Yeah, this, this ain't yeah. the greatest list I've ever seen. It's Sacramento, not a, yeah. yeah. You could be better. It could be better. But shout out to Sacramento. Hey, they're fourth right now. They Matt might Barnes, be baby. Might be eleventh next week, but they're fourth right now. Check and just live in that moment, man. Ride with the Kings. Yeah. Like, like, they should have you come light the beam. They're, they should have you come light the come, beam. You if come light the beam, you your whole beam, tune you know is you, know you know what? Sacramento, when it gets to win number 41 to give you a non-losing record this season, when you get you'll that like, chance, I'll like come the light the beam for win win number 41. <laughs> and that's a that's right. a standing offer for native, every season moving forward. Hey, get, it doesn't happen this season. Get your flight together because it's happening in January. January? <laughs> I don't think you know how math works, Marcus. I don't think that's how that works. What, man? They only need uh, 28 wins. This is a nice little win streak popping. There you go. All right. Coming up after the break, NBA scoring is insane. 20 games in. Will it continue? Find out next. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, 
and his wife Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Take four, scoring way up. 20 plus games into the season, we still have six players, six, averaging 30 points or more per game. In the last decade, typically like one or two players get that 30 point average. In 2019 2020 season, there were three. Six is absolutely insane. We have Luka Doncic, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo, we have Joel Embiid, we have Shea Gilgis Alexander, Jason Tatum, and Steph Curry. Three players averaging 30 or more in a season while also qualifying for the scoring title has happened eight times, but only three of them since the merger. So here are the three times since the merger. Bradley Beal, James Harden, Damian Lillard back in 2020. Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, LeBron James back in 2006. And Adrian Dantley, George Gervin, and Moses Malone back in 1982. It also happened in 75, 66, 65, and 61. But the record... For most 30-point averages in a season is five. You have to go all the way back to 1962. You had Walt Bellamy, Wilt Chamberlain, Bob Pettit, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, all averaging at least 30 a night. And that's also the season Wilt put up 50 a night. Jay, if history tells us anything, someone is falling off this list. From Giannis, Luka, Embiid, SGA, Tatum, and Curry, who do you think falls off this list of 30 points a game? SGA is going to fall off the list because they're going to sit him in the second half of the season and he's not going to have enough games to qualify. Come on, man. Facts. Come on. At some point, point, this will be Poku's team. So it doesn't doesn't matter. It's like it's going to cut all this out. This is not going to fly. I'm just saying that the others... The others will all stay at 30. The others? but So five? You got five guys averaging 30 or more this year? Yeah, and I think I think this is honestly a, a sign of how the NBA has changed, mm-hmm. where more and more offenses are totally centered around one player. And you see with Luka, with Trey, with all these guys who are like just the center of their team's universe all the time. And it's probably not the best way to win in the playoffs. Um, but I just feel like more and more guys are having huge possessions and just running pick and roll after pick and roll. And and that's just how it kind of goes these days. Eric Spolster was saying this the other night before the game against the Celtics. He's like, I used to have to know a playbook of like 100 plays yeah. when playing against a team. And now it's just like eight, six to eight. Yeah. It's and just basic nobody, actions for the most part, right? Like just it's, basic it's actions. Rare that your best it, players in the actions against hopefully lesser defenders, and yeah. then you go from there. It's rare to have a team like the Warriors who just like 
run a free-flowing thing and it's all kind of read and react like the Celtics are doing a lot of that now, but it's rare to have that. Marcus, how many 30-point scores do you think we end the year with? Three. Three? Who? Uh, Luca, Tatum, Steph. By the way, Tatum would be the first Celtics player in history, in franchise history, to average 30 a game. That's okay. kind of crazy. So Luca, Giannis, Steph. Oh, wow. Wait wow, to, you're taking to Tatum off the list. Wait to talk wow. me off the list. I was just looking at players that have to get 30. <laughs> 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 right? Like, Luca has to get yeah. 30. Uh, I'm torn between. I figured Middleton coming back, maybe that takes some of the score and burn it off of Giannis. Okay, Steph's got to get thirty. Steph has to get thirty, right? Yeah. And I don't know if Tatum has to get thirty, but that offense is so potent, like he could still get thirty, and yeah. and Jalen Brown could get twenty five, right? Like it's still it doesn't hurt anything if he doesn't get thirty, right? He's just yeah. getting Maxi and Harden coming back for the Sixers. Maybe that takes. Yeah, some that, that's down. what I was yeah. thinking. Like, who needs to get thirty? Yeah. So to me, that's Luca and Steph, <laughs> and maybe one or Giannis. Maybe yeah. Tatum might just get it just because he's on one of these seasons, right? Like there is might absolutely be- no imagination to the Mavericks' offense. Watch it last night, like just zero imagination. I know that's not a new a new take by any means, but it is just Luca go do shit. That's it, Luca go do shit in the post. Luca, go do shit in the pick and roll. Wait, I mean, Luca, they Luca actually do shit like, that you can't even see. No, it's worse because yeah. at least they could be like, yo, Jalen Brown. I mean, uh, Jalen Brunson, go do something, right? Yeah. Now, now they don't even have that. That was just oh. all spot up shooting. It's like <laughs> Dinwiddie, be ready to shoot. Kleber, be ready to shoot. Doe, be ready to shoot. That's all it is. That's, that's literally that's the it. offense. That's it is working. Offense. It kind of works. You know, I don't think it's going to work in the playoffs, but they also made the conference finals last year. What do I know? It might, it, you might know, just, it might just keep running. One of the interesting tidbits that comes with this is uh, I, I was looking this up. The average age of minutes played for the people who are playing minutes is 26 and a half. It's been like that two times in NBA history, mm-hmm. 1957 and 1983. That's the, the youngest? Yeah. The youth the youth means wow. you don't know how to play defense. <laughs> like and, 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 Kyle, and Kyle Lowry Kyle Lowry is leading the league in minutes and – Actively hurting the Miami Heat every single night. <laughs> hey, speaking of, take five. Don't disrespect Kyle Lowry. Don't just have a, a drive-by of Kyle Lowry. To, at the to end quote, of the well, we're not going to have a drive-by. To quote uh, Mike Ryan of the Lebitard Show last night, which of Kyle Lowry's field goal were your favorite last night? Oh. He had one. <laughs> take five, run with the pack or heat gone cold. Two teams with high expectations going into the season were the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Miami Heat. The Heat just coming off a trip to the conference finals in which they were a highly optimistic Jimmy Butler pull-up jumper in transition away from taking down Boston and facing the Warriors in the NBA Finals. Also remember last season, had a four-game losing streak, and we had a Spo Butler spat with a thrown clipboard and Udonis Haslam cutting in to make sure nothing happened. The Wolves made the playoffs for just the second time since the movie Dodgeball was released in theaters back in June of 2004. Oh, my goodness. But after sending out a baguette load of picks and role players for Rudy Gobert, they wanted their twin tower set up to fuel them into throwing their hats into that upper echelon of the Western Conference teams. As of this recording on Wednesday, the Heat are 11th in the East after getting embarrassed by Detroit at home on Tuesday night. No Jimmy Butler. And the Wolves are 11th in the West, and Carl Anthony Towns is out for a month. Miami was missing Butler on Tuesday as he was DNP returning to competitive conditioning. That's a new one. 
Our own John Krasinski spoke to Tim Connolly, lead executive of the Wolves, about the Gobert trade, and Tim had this to say, quote, We didn't have expectations it was initially going to hit the ground running. We kind of expected a lot of growing pains there, so I think individually Rudy's been fantastic. When we're fully healthy, we've got to figure out how to most effectively employ all those guys. It's a win-loss league. If we had three or four more wins right now, it would be an emphatic positive. You can check out that entire article from John talking to Tim Connolly on TheAthletic.com. Marcus, who do you believe in to turn things around, the Heat or the Wolves? Come on, man. This ain't even a fair question. Let me just say this. Unless we throw out history. Let me say this. Let me say this. I don't think either of them turn around. Oh, wow, I mean, the heat believer of all heat believers has bowed out on Miami. It's bad. What is happening? Where it's are bad. you? You must have got bad. kicked off of South Beach or something. What it's, happened? What something there, happened? Heading there this weekend. It's it's not uh, it's it's not looking nah, good. Nah, buddy, something it's happened. It's not looking good. You've man. seen depths deeper than this before, and guaranteed Eastern Conference good. titles. Just and all you, of a sudden, just telling you. It's not looking You're good. literally siding with the team with Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. No, I don't think they turn around either. I no. think both these teams are screwed. Which who's more screwed? <sighs> By the way, my answer was gonna be Minnesota's gonna turn it around. He doesn't believe that though. He does not believe <laughs> he that. He doesn't believe that. He was hoping to rile me up. That's what he was hoping to do. <laughs> it's clearly Miami. What are you what are you talking about, man? Calm down. First off, calm down. It's bad. I'm not saying they're gonna turn it around to the tune of they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals again, but we're talking about them in Minnesota. Let, let's not Okay, let's so not, Miami gets into the play in tournament. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means more. It means it means another year after they win the play-in tournament and make it to the playoffs. Another year that Heat culture survived and managed to pull something out of nothing. Why am I making a pitch for Heat culture against the founder of Heat culture? This doesn't well, I'm make not any the found, sense. I'm not the founder. I'm just a high-ranking official. Okay, I just I, I just I appreciate Heat Heat culture. And here's the problem, Jay. I don't see a whole lot of culture. This is why he's trying to take down King's culture. So here's here's what the problem. Culture? Jimmy has missed a bunch of games. Yeah. They're they're badly missing size on the wing. Like they mm-hmm. they lost PJ Tucker and just put Gabe Vincent at power forward. They were like, yeah, Gabe, like <laughs> go go out there and do your thing. And and they got like Hey man, Gabe Vincent can play. He's one of the few guys I believe in on that team. Gabe Vincent is good. He's, he's good. He's tough. He he can do a lot of different things. I'm a Gabe Vincent guy. I actually believe in the Heat, and here's why. They played the Celtics the other night, and they were one of the first teams to like totally take the Celtics out of what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy just dominated on defense. They forced 19 turnovers and showed signs of the team that they've been in the past. And so I think that team is still there. They, they do need to go out and get some more size on the wing, though. But, like, they, Jay... What does return to competitive conditioning mean? That means his knee swelled up a little bit and he's <laughs> going to take his time coming back. <laughs> he he can't be playing every night with that knee. They got blown but, out by the Pistons at home. But we, we no have Jimmy. we have a long track record of Eric Spolstra figuring out how to make a Heat team work. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler figuring out how to make his team extremely competitive come playoff time. And we have no proof that the Timberwolves even like seeing each other's faces every every morning when they get to shoot around, get to the arena. 
I I have no I have literally zero belief in the Timberwolves. The, I thought it was a terrible idea when it did. happened. You've been consistent. Not a single thing that has happened this season has convinced me otherwise. It has actually made me even more. Yeah, you didn't think it would be that this bad. I was right in the first. I never thought it would be this bad. I actually thought they were going to be pretty good in the regular season. I yeah. thought. With Rudy out there, you know, they'll probably have a really good defense. They'll probably mm-hmm. be able to score. That's what I enough. thought. And then in mm-hmm. the playoffs, they'll get exposed. But mm-hmm. they're, getting exactly. ex- they're getting exposed now. They're getting exposed regular season style. Which... Every time – watch Anthony Edwards, man. He looks like he uh, he agrees. He looks <laughs> miserable. He looks like, geez, I feel bad for him. Yeah. Yeah, he looks miserable. By the way, uh, the Wolves are 1-2 and two against the Spurs this year, who, by the way, are currently on an 11-game losing streak as of this recording. Wolves couldn't get, like, they're below 500 against the Spurs. People thought the Spurs were, like, going to be a little frisky early in the season only because they played the Timberwolves <laughs> so many times. They're like, man, Kelvin Johnson's hey, about man, to have like, an all-star off season. At Olympic hey, man, watch man. out. Yeah, yeah, watch out for these Spurs, man. You see what they did to the Wolves? Old gold medal there is uh, Kelvin Johnson ain't him. made a shot since. <laughs> that's gonna do it for this week's point of contention thanks for listening make sure you subscribe subscribe to all the podcasts on the athletic podcast network we got warriors plus minus anything is potable down to dunk no dunks glue guys sixers beat and the bun and cardigan show at detroit pistons podcast with our good friend james edwards the third for jay for marcus for schleck i'm zach we'll see you next time right here on point of contention can't believe you sold out heat culture unbelievable that was stunning honestly I thought I'd never see the day. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.